from Southwest Detroit, deep within Zug Island's industrial waste depositories, it's Shaggy Dad! Hey! How you doing out there? I'm Dad Vicea! Welcome back, fans of Judgment <laughs> in juggalo, all its various forms. But primarily the Juggalo variety. Uh, so yeah, this is part two of our pre-rate discussion where we are going to uh, take a look at all of these cues that some lovely people sent in and see what kind of A's we have to give them. Yeah, yeah. Who uh, do we got first? So I have a message from <gasps> Boston. Um, <laughs> our homie. Our homie. This dude. You know what he did. <laughs> he hooked me up. Um, so I've, I've shouted him out before. He hooked me up uh, whenever I was searching far and wide for a vinyl. So he was like, hey, I got it. And I was like, cool, I'll pay you for it. And <laughs> send it to me. <laughs> um, so he sends us a message because we also asked not only for questions, but we also asked for some stories. Yeah, let's hear, like, hear about how y'all got into the ICPs and stuff. So we got, yo, Mike and Shmee. Just hoping to give you some content of a long, fun-filled episode. I remember getting into ICP around 2000. My cousin introduced me to them. He had a copy of The Great Malenko, which I'm sure was picked up because of the Disney Hollywood Records controversy. <laughs> anyway, after him showing me that album, I got super into it, and just that summer was at someone's garage sale with my mom and brother. Family hosting the sale had some older teenage kids, and they were selling a ton of new metal slash punk merch. Oh yeah. And I went digging through the CDs and found they were selling Riddlebox, Malenko, and Tunnel of Love all taped together, probably for about ten bucks. Fucking taped together, he says. <laughs> I got hooked from then on out and got any sort of ICP merch I could find. Actually, around the time the Wraith dropped, I went to the mall and Sam Goody, rest in peace, bought a Wraith hoodie. Years later in high school, I sold it to a kid who actually said he lost it in someone's house he was breaking into. <laughs> well, at least he gave me $40 for it. <laughs> At some point, I had kind of an embarrassment for liking ICP and stopped, but secretly was still entertained until recently when I got back into him thanks to your podcast. And he was no longer entertained. No. Never. <laughs> um, no, that's, so, that's, that's some cool shit. Yeah. Um, so, uh... The question he asks, and we'll answer because there's a little bit more after. Uh, this question was, the only question I could really think to ask is, what are some non-psychopathic related bands or artists you guys are really into? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, keep up the good work. I've been looking for a podcast about ICP and psychopathic related stuff for a long time, and Juggalo Judgment is exactly what I was hoping for. I guess I can say I've been a listener since day one, or at least I started listening immediately after Roach Coach shouted you out. You, yeah. I think when I started, you were only on Carnival of Carnival. The first or, episode. <laughs> or Beverly Kills. P.S. Fun fact, I found Roach Coach by trying to search for a podcast about ICP. So the Amazing Juggle Brothers was the first Roach Coach ep I listened to. <laughs> Hell yeah. We talk about Roach Coach. I bring them up a lot. They're so good. I hope that if they still listen to us... At least I feel like Lauren still maybe does. Maybe. <laughs> I, th I think we get some... I, think I hope that they don't get tired of us, like, shouting them out. Hey, look. <laughs> I have... Like, you got me into them, and I have become such a huge fan in the last, like, couple months, because I've been binging so, like, so much. I'm literally within ten episodes of being caught up. Hell yeah. Um, after listening uh, over the past summer, and I have gotten into so many other bands because of that show... So I just love them, and I just keep shouting them out because I hope more people listen to them. They're fucking great, and uh, 
Yeah, I mean, he said Carnival of Carnage, like, literally the first thing yeah. that we covered. He's been there. Not our first episode, but, yeah, first, but first the first episode that counted. Talking, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, back to, to his question. Uh, what are some non-psychopathic-related bands or artists that we're, uh, that we are into? Well, before we go to that, I do want to say one more thing. Oh. Looking for some Juggalo-related content. I mean... There is also the Dim Carnival. Yes, that's right. Dim Carnival is would recommend. Ones, I still got to get around to listening to more of them. I've listened to a couple things of theirs. Mm-hmm. They uh, they started their show I think about a year before we did. Yeah, um, and, and then we are... found out about them later because somebody that followed us also followed them. Right, like... right, right. And they're I think uh, in the mid two thousands at this point. I don't I don't quite know uh, how far they got, but. Yeah, they're still jumped around here and there because they've covered some new shit. Well, because they had found out, like, I, I, I looked and they were like, yeah, we didn't know about this uh, this record or something, so now we're talking about this. And it was like something from like three years prior to what they were on at the time. <laughs> um, so yeah, you don't have to listen to us exclusively. I hope you all find some more stuff. And if you Hell find yeah. other Juggalo podcasts, send them our way. Like, yeah. I'm because I'm getting caught up on Roach Coach, like, I need more stuff to listen to. <laughs> Um, cause it's so just, it's very easy to listen to podcasts at work. Sure. It's hard to listen to music sometimes cause there's times I just want to listen to the lyrics Yeah, and then I can't focus on other shit. But whenever I just have people talking in the background, it's a little bit easier for me. So um, non-psychopathic artists, Mike. Okay. What do you, what do you got for me? So, uh, it's no secret, uh, that, um, I've said many a time that I've listened to Eminem Mm -hmm. still do, uh, with his newer stuff. Um, the thing is, it's it's really weird for me because I I jumped with like styles of music my whole life. Sure. Um, I started with uh, whatever was on the radio at the time. Uh, my mom was a steadfast listener of uh, station one hundred point seven, which did a lot of eighties music. Uh, yeah, Star one hundred point seven. Those were the days. Yeah. Um, when I would go over to my dad's, he was listening to whatever was. Uh, current, so I was listening to some 90s stuff there. Um, but my grandparents, my grandfather always listened to uh, the oldies, the 3WS here. <laughs> um, so I got an appreciation for a lot of different styles uh, growing up. Um, but bands, like, strictly, I mean, uh, I became a Def Leppard fan uh, because of my mom. I've seen them like seven or eight times. Um, and it, it's kind of sad too because I, I I really do like Def Leppard. Like if you play a Def Leppard song, I'll enjoy it. But I've only gotten a couple of their actual albums, so the main stuff I know is like it's, it sounds it's shitty. Hysteria. Well, Hysteria, but like Vault, the greatest hits, the oh, yeah. greatest hits that came out. Well, it's good, but like good coverage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> greatest hits albums are for people who are fans but have never bought an album before. <laughs> um. But uh, that, I mean, I grew up in, when, you know, in the pop, like, boy bands era. So I was listening to NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. Britney Spears was my first concert I ever went to. Sure. Uh, after Oops, I Did It Again dropped. Uh, um, but if I'm, like, like right now, today, um, I got really, really big into uh, Breaking Benjamin uh, this past summer. Um, so I'm, I'm a huge fan of them now. Um the people from Strange Music, primarily Tech Nine. Um, that's non psychopathic, so that counts. Yeah. yeah um God damn. It's weird to try to think of like what's what's the not there's the juggalo. So yeah, whatever music. whatever's not juggalo, like I have listen to so much more. There are twelve thousand songs on my phone right now. So it's it's quite a bit. 
Um, Three Days Grace. Um, oh yeah, is like them and Breaking Benjamin are ties. My favorite rock band mm-hmm. at this point. Um, the, the realm of butt rock is <laughs> entirely Mike's area. Limp Bizkit's uh, theory of a dead man. Yeah, but they last, dropped off. Their last album oh, disappointed right. yeah. me, yeah, and right. they got a new record coming out. I think at the end of this month. Um, at the time of this release, this might it might already be out. Um, and I've heard like two songs, and I'm like, they do not sound like they did before. Oof. Where is my Nickelback with balls? <laughs> 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 albums, albums one and two, pretty good. Albums three, four, and five, really fucking good. Album six, I don't know. Um, Damn. So yeah, I mean, it's easier to be like, well, what don't you listen to? Yeah, like, honestly. So yeah, I mean, I could probably like scroll through and find some shit and be like, oh man, I wish I would have said this. But like, it's no secret, like stuff I've said that I've like, no, oh, yeah. it's fucking awesome. Like, you give me, like I said, Eminem, Three Days Grace, Breaking Benjamin. Those are some go tos right now for stuff that's like not Juggalo, but. Yeah, I'm sure there's way fucking more, and I just can't think of any right now. Yeah, what about you, man? Music out there. All right. As soon as you saw Shit. this question, you were Ooh. like, "Oh fuck, here we go." <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, like, growing up, um, you know, I was I was on that classic rock shit. Most most of the stuff, like you know, whatever my dad listened to, I was into. He listened to a lot of Kiss. I listened to a lot of Kiss, Pink Floyd, Rush, and all that stuff. Uh, rest in peace, Neil Peart. Uh, passed away earlier this week from whenever we started recording this, which was on the 12th. Um, but yeah, like all that stuff was, was pretty big for me at the time. And, uh, it wasn't until like high school or something, whenever I started getting into quote unquote metal, um, you know, I listened to juice priest and stuff like that and iron maiden and that shit. metal. No, no, not even that. I mean like juice priest and iron maiden and stuff like they're, they're metal bands. So like you just don't, can't get around that. But, uh, whenever you get into things of like people, subdividing and being like, that's not real metal. Like, whenever Bullet for My Valentine hit, they were like my entrance into bands who also have harsh vocals because I was just not into it. Uh-huh. Like, at, before then, I was just like, nah. But they had that good mix of clean and harsh, and I was like, alright. I bought the poison, and I was like, this is fucking good as shit. Mm-hmm. And then I started, you know, spreading out into this year, all that remains and all that bullshit. Um, <laughs> and I never really got into rap and stuff. For a while in high school. And actually, (laughs) the weirdest... So, there's a... People have said before, like, if you're ironically into something, you're actually just into it, but afraid to admit it. Yeah. (laughs) And and I think that that's happened with a number of... Like, no joke, with me, juggalo music... Yeah. Like, it wasn't necessarily, like, ironically, but, like, when I worked at McDonald's at the time, Mm -hmm. uh... This was, so you figure this was, uh, end of 2006. I worked there until, um, the beginning of 2008. And there was a guy that I worked with who, when I was like, I'd be like humming the, li- like saying lyrics or whatever. He'd be like, oh, are you juggalo? And I'm like, no, I'm not a juggalo. Like, I just like this song. <laughs> <Some music shit. laughs> yeah. It's like, I just listened to some of the music. I don't identify as that. And he's like, cause he was like making fun of me for it. But then like after on, I was like, fuck it. I'm a juggalo. <laughs> like. The ironic liking is when you're just like, oh, I wouldn't expect to like this, yeah. but I do. I think so, so that term is just really dumb. Yeah, I, I got weirdly into rap actually just because of, <laughs> I gotta credit two people with it. DMX and DJ Khaled. <laughs> because DMX and DJ Khaled, different in a lot of ways, yeah. but both 
kind of very goofy people whenever you get down to, like, the hits that they have. I mean, like, DJ Khaled is all about, like, nonstop hits, so to speak. But, like, DMX, he doesn't, like, wear the hood at, party up. It's... It's comical. Par- party it's up. very comical. Party up, a song that has no partying in it. <laughs> nah. But, like, you know, and, that, and then DJ Khaled, like, I can listen to it and I can just be like, this is hilarious <laughs> but also really cool <laughs> like it's got a good beat and all that shit like the um so hood remix fucking just kicks ass and then like you know from that i started getting into other stuff you got me into like tech nine and all that and mm-hmm. also my buddy will did too he was mm-hmm. he was also a tech nine dude yeah what was the record that you had kod was, was the first one was i got KOD? yeah because you there at one point it was either that or it was something from all sixes and sevens that you like quoted it and i was like wait you listen to tech <laughs> you're like, you like, yeah, I have like a record. Or two. I probably like, quoted all sixes and sevens. <laughs> it might have been something from like Worldwide Choppers or probably. no, no, it was um Metal Giant. He's a Metal Giant. Oh shit! You quoted he's a Metal Giant, <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? Um, yeah, that was a uh, that, that that was one that I carried. I, I continued off of for a while. I picked up a decent amount of tech stuff, and then like. The dude just releases way too much goddamn music. We went to a concert together in 2013, and that was after... No, wait. Was it 2013? Yeah. Um, So that was before something else came out. That was Eba. Um, Yeah, Eba released in 2012. I think he was doing stuff. He released... Yeah. I think he did did stuff off of that. Yeah, he... Anything. Yeah, he did, uh, because he released three EPs that year. He released Clusterfuck, he released Eba, and he released, um, uh, Boiling Point, Mm. I believe. I remember that, yeah. All that time. Because all that was in the fucking, uh, it came in your, all the samplers. Not Clusterfuck, but yeah, those two did. Um, but yeah, we had actually gone, so. VIP shit. And that was the thing, too, is, so, as far as something else that I listened to, when we went to that concert and we went to, uh, we, we went to dinner or something. We ate before the, the show. Tilt to kill. Yeah. You told me about Game Grumps. Oh God. So I started <laughs> watching Game Grumps, which a couple months later ended up getting a different host, which was Danny Sexpang, Sexbang of Ninja Sex Party. Yeah. And I got into NSP because of that. If you like comedy music, thing. if you... Oh, yeah, I still to this day will watch and listen to that shit. I still uh, gotta catch up on NSP's music. I'm four albums behind now. Shit. Yeah. They um, fire, goddamn. But uh, if you like comedy music, um, I definitely recommend uh, Ninja Sex Party. But comedy music with, like, a lot of talent behind it. Yes. Brian and Danny. Like, Danny is an amazing fucking singer. And Brian... And Brian's a wonderful musician. Oh, yeah. The dude, like... I loved actually looking into it because he got to start doing stuff that I did before. Mm-hmm. Good old fucking musical improv shit. Yeah. And just accompaniment. Um, but yeah. You got me into uh, Dragon Force. Oh, High school. <laughs> uh-huh. He played, uh, you played uh, Through the Fire and the Flesh. Oh, yeah, I mean. And the first thing I thought of was, this sounds like this is some Dragon Ball Z shit. Because <laughs> it reminded me of the intro to uh, Budokai 3. Oh, yeah. Um... So, yeah, you got me into Dragon Force. Now, granted, I fell off quite a bit from Dragon Force. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get anything past um, that third album. Inhuman Rampage. Yeah, I got the second and third albums. I never got anything after that because I heard that they weren't that great. And yeah, I mean, it's... Hearing that they aren't great live also was a reason why I never pursued more. If you've heard an album, a Dragon Force album, you've heard most Dragon Force albums. If you've heard a Dragon Force song, you've heard most of their albums. That's true. Um, yeah, from, from that kind of stuff... Um, 
we get up to to closer to today whenever I started well no, I was still like even like coming out of high school and stuff whenever I started going to like conventions and all that stuff mm-hmm. like hitting up anime conventions and stuff I got introduced to like a whole new fucking thing in goddamn nerdcore and shit <laughs> and also just people like bands that do like video game covers in general and stuff like you got your power gloves arm cannon and all that shit but I, I remember first hearing about power glove in high school and so never pursuing good. more but I caught uh, I caught Mega Ran at a uh, at Tech Oshikon, actually in, in Pittsburgh uh, and that was it was like a life changing event for me because mm-hmm. <laughs> there's just this dude who's just he's got chopped up beats from like NES games and stuff and he has an entire album about Final Fantasy 7 <laughs> that he raps on and just Black Materia Black Materia which he is doing a re-release he's doing a remake of it coming out this year I believe I'm hyped for this you you played some stuff by Mega Ran for me and it's it's really unfortunate because I haven't gone out of my way to listen to more Mega Ran stuff but the dude is incredibly talented yeah and if you're trying to if you want to listen to somebody for pure like wordsmith ability and technical delivery definitely check him out he's, look up look up some of his freestyles from Magfest the dude freestyles oh yeah like, but he's fucking videos business. that you showed me from that are crazy and yeah like from him I actually got into just the thing that I was at this last weekend uh Magfest mm-hmm. again which is the music and gaming festival where it's just non-stop concerts basically and video games and shit and that kind of stuff is basically my kick right now that I've, <laughs> I mean I've, I'm always on that kick but I'm more on it right now so you get like a lot of really good producers and stuff and just really ridiculously talented people like anytime that there is a uh, a nerdcore rapper <coughs> taking a main stage at a magfest it usually means that you will see all of the other nerdcore <laughs> rappers that are present also there some of them who aren't even scheduled to make an appearance will show up just to catch a verse with somebody like it's a really cool tight community of people and like you get like probably my favorite thing in the world is just Mega Ran performing Kadesh Flo who can rap like nobody's business also plays a goddamn trombone <laughs> like you get you get trombone people you got somebody on a trumpet you got some dude picking up a bass or whatever and then fucking gross angel who's just like I'm gonna keep playing the bass while chopping out a verse like what is this nonsense <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like, you got that, you got your, like, video game metal people, you got just producers and, um, like, DJs, Professor Shy Guy, who is a producer, DJ, and also plays a wicked guitar. (laughs) Yeah, that's my kind of stuff. I got a lot of shit. I listen to a lot of shit. Um, You're not, you're not holding to one. If you, if you throw me a music, I'll probably give it a shot if I've got time. I don't mean... Throw me all of your music. I did spend... Here, let me break this down for you. I spent um, a year or so, less than a year. I think it was... I don't think I made it a full year with it, but um, I had a project going just on my Facebook, just amongst friends and stuff, where every week I would have three people suggest me individual albums that I have not heard before, uh, and I would throw some back at them. And then... Over that week, I would listen to all three of those albums, then come back at the end of the week, give my thoughts, they'd come back with whatever I gave them and do the same, and then repeat that. I did that weekly and got... I got so much shit that I'd never heard of before, and, uh, like, 
back in the day, I really hated punk. <laughs> like, it was just, I just did not care for it. I'm like, can you do something besides strum these same chords, please? I found a new appreciation for it. Like, I found appreciation for it, like, as I, as I just got older and stuff in general. But, like, from getting into all of this stuff, like, I appreciate it even more with all the new things that I've heard since then. And I know I submitted a, uh, an album uh, once for one of those... I submitted uh, the album uh, "What You Thought You Heard" by the band Borealis. Shit, they uh, they are a a rap rock group. And when I say rap rock, I don't mean like Limp Bizkit because they're not that heavy. Yeah, um, they're they're a little bit lighter. So, um, but uh, they were a band uh, that album came out in two thousand four. Um, but I remember submitting that to you. Um, and I think you did check it out. I can't remember. Um, yeah. But if not, then you still should because that's good. I should get around to that. I, th- I think I sent Green Book to you from that. No, I listened to Green Book on my own. That was one day whenever I just, I asked, oh wait, no, I think I did ask for suggestions and maybe you did that? I think I might have That's that. right, because I, I went out and bought those ones. That was a different thing that I was doing. <laughs> that's also when I listened to the that one Kinks album. Kinks are a weird band. Yeah. They're pretty good. So... Yeah, yeah uh, and I know I, like I said a lot of shit. We're yeah. already 21 fucking minutes in. As soon as, that's the thing, whenever we got this uh, this email, like, you were like, oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, if you want to learn the them good nerdcore dudes, I got the hookup. <laughs> uh, if you're a juggalo and you probably already know one, uh, MC Chris. Yes, performed at the gathering before. And Mega Ran. I will not stop talking about Mega Ran. Just go listen to him. (laughs) Just go fucking listen. Forever Famicom. Did he do the gathering? I don't think so. I swear he did. Maybe he did. I don't know. All right. Uh, Our next one. This is a uh, this is a story. Guy, guy. I do believe this is our our homie Scrubby. Uh, Just by his, his email account. I mean, it might be. I don't know. I'm just gonna guess. I'm a big fan of the show. I listen to every episode. I would like to know of any crazy concert stories you guys have. I'll give you one of mine. Me <laughs> me and my homie Big Mike went to St. Louis for the Hatchet Rising tour. Dope ass show. Got some big titties in my face. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. Get out. <laughs> After the show, we went to Waffle House in East St. Louis. We was chilling before the four-hour drive, and all of a sudden, Violent J came in, jumped at our table, and shook our hands. Then Twisted, Blaze, and Sin of Zug all came in. They paid our bill, and we kicked it with them for about 30 minutes. Then we headed out and almost died on the road, and you all was going the wrong way on the highway. P.S. Jamie was calling the waitress Flo the, the whole entire time. It was hilarious. That is... Fucking great. <laughs> ridiculous. I, as soon as I saw that one, I was like, this is the <laughs> ultimate. Uh, so he wants to know any crazy concert stories that we have. I don't have very many of them. Uh, I don't feel like I have anything that's all that crazy. Like, I've got minorly amusing shit or just interesting times. that. I, okay, so, like, I was in a band some time ago. Whoa. And uh, one of the bands that came out to uh, play a show with us at this... So, it's a place called the Fallout Shelter, and it was an old Fallout Shelter that's now just the basement of a bowling alley, mm. and it got converted into, a like, a little venue that people play at. Nice. And so we played there, and this band comes in from Chicago. It's a brother-sister duo. Knew nothing about them. They're called Zigtebra. Okay. They were very strange and wonderful. Like, <laughs> it was this weird theatrical stuff. I don't stuff. understand you, but you're amazing. I understood them well enough. And they were just 
really interesting. Our front man was not, he wasn't cool with them at all. And I'm like, whatever, shut up, you're a fucking idiot. That's why we fired you in the future. <laughs> and so, like, A, I buy a cassette off them because I'm like, fuck yeah. They don't have CDs. <laughs> oh, okay. And afterwards, we were just chatting with them and they said, hey, yeah, we're going to go grab some food over at this place right down the road. Here's our number. So we hit them up. Hit up this diner that's just open 24 hours, I guess. Get some food and stuff. Sit down, just chat with them. And they are two sweetest people on the face of the earth. Oh. <laughs> like, they're just super fucking nice. And I was really happy, like, since then to find, like, they've continued going on. They came back through, and I've met with them again at another show that they did. And they're still just cool as hell and releasing music. They won a contest in Chicago for studio time. Wow. And that's kind of why they took off. We're like... <laughs> They were they were posting things and they made a they made a they made a post which may or may not have been a joke. They were like, "We won the studio time. I hope they have a tape deck. Ours broke." <laughs> that's that's fun and also so wholesome. They're so wonderful. That's cool. There's that. There's the time that I saw the darkness live. That was pretty fucking cool. And Justin Hawkins, uh, off the heroin. Good for him. Very proud of him, actually. Like that's awesome. Yeah, he he was talking about it on stage, like very candidly, and it's mm. like, shit, man, that's cool. Uh, at the end of a song, he's like, you know, they're doing the final hits and all that stuff, and they just pause, and he's looking up, and he realizes that there's a balcony up there. This is a small ass bar. People like packed the fuck in, mm -hmm. and he's like, I didn't know you were up there. How's it look up there? <laughs> Never mind, I'm coming up. And he climbs up a fucking monitor. It's shaking like it's gonna fucking fall <laughs> over. And he just climbs up to the balcony. People pull him up over and he's like, you guys just finished the song down there. I'm gonna watch. <laughs> that's pretty and that's cool. That's how he finished it. And like, it was just a really cool show. And as they always do at the end of his, at the end of their song, at the end of their sets, I mean, mm -hmm. they always end with Love on the Rocks with No Ice. It's a classic. He has his extended guitar solo that he does on it. In bigger venues, he usually has like a platform that goes around. He'll just walk through the crowd and just be fucking ripping out a solo the whole time. There was no such thing in this bar. <laughs> there was, however, a pretty large dude up front. He climbs onto his shoulders and this dude just walks him through the crowd while he's playing. That is so cool. Justin Hawkins is a fucking rock star in every sense of the word. The dude rules. That's about what I got. Like the rest of them are just eh, it's a story. I will I will tell a story. I'll tell a tale. Let's go. Uh 2009. December of 2009. Uh, me and this girl, uh, she found out that I had never seen a Juggalo concert. Um, meanwhile, we had been talking for a while. Um, this is when I was in college. This is my 2009, uh, fall 2009. This would have been my sophomore year in college. Mm -hmm. So we, um, she had listened to ICP when she was younger and then stopped and then, like, she made fun of me for listening to ICP, but, like, she was like, yeah, I still know this and this. And so I basically, like, gave her all of the music that I had at the time. Like, I brought all of my CDs, my Juggalo music with me to college. I don't know why. I didn't need to, but I did. No, why not? And so I, like, 
put all of it on her computer. <laughs> um, and then even she was, she like got done with all that. And I was like, okay, now here's Twisted. She's like, I don't want to listen to Twisted. I was like, no, you're going to listen to Twisted. I literally did like, gave her everything I had at the time. Um, but then she like got back into it, which was cool. Um, so whenever I was like, yeah, I've never seen ISP. She's like, what? Um, she's like, well, we got to go to a concert. Bang, pow, boom drops and they go on tour for it. So December, I believe this was 11th, 10th or 11th, um, we, we got tickets and we're like, we're doing this. She drove. I, uh, I didn't have a car with me. Um, uh, my parents wouldn't let me bring it up. And, um, so I get, uh, I get painted up and she did not paint up. <laughs> so, uh, we're driving down there, uh, to Pittsburgh, uh, to Club Zoo. It is not Club Zoo anymore, uh, but uh, it was a venue in the Strip District, I think. I don't quite remember that's where. where um, or, no, that's not. That's where Alter Bar was. Yeah. Um, well, fuck it. It's in Pittsburgh. Basically, to that. Yeah. So we get there. We get to the venue, and there's, like, nobody outside. We're like, what the fuck? But we're also, like, not sure where to park. So she, like, goes off to the side a little bit, gets out of the car, and then, uh, there's, there's somebody standing outside, uh, from, for the venue, like, he works there. Um, and she was basically like, hey, like, where should we park? And the guy says, the show's postponed. Because the performers are stuck in Buffalo in a blizzard. (laughs) And so she gets back in the car and tells me this. And I am just so salty. So I am sitting there with my hands, like, <laughs> my, sh- my, my arms folded the entire ride back. It's being postponed to the next day. Now, thankfully, um, now I was in college at the, uh, at the time. I didn't have any classes that were necessarily that late. So I wasn't missing anything if I was like, no, we're dipping out for this concert. Fuck it. Um... So, paint my face up again, make the journey. We find a parking lot that is about two blocks away from the venue, and go in. We have a blast. Uh, Club Zoo is a fairly fairly small venue. Um, The tour, I distinctly remember... um, the Dayton family was uh, one of their openers because um, they were in the process of, I believe, being signed by Psychopathic. Uh, I was also under the impression that Head P.E. was on that tour. Oh. However, they were not at our show. Damn. I was told that Dayton family only did like three songs at other shows. They did probably about six or seven at ours. So that might have been one of the things to pat it out. I don't remember any of the other openers. Um, I don't think there was, there was nobody else who was on psychopathic at the time. Um, show happens. Uh, the first two later, uh, that cocked me on the head, grabbed it, downed it. I still have the bottle somewhere <laughs> smashed up. And then the show ends. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, went to the merch table, no shirts in my size for the tour shirt, which I make a point to grab every time. I was super pissed. Yeah. Grabbed a uh, basketball jersey and I don't wear basketball jerseys, so that was stupid, but I still bought it anyways. (laughs) Uh, and, uh, bought a couple CDs. We block, we parked two blocks away, right? 
Two blocks. Second ICP show. Two blocks away. In Pittsburgh. In December. It might as well have been a two mile walk. Oh yeah. I had long hair at the time. And if I wanted to, I could have broken off chunks of my hair because of the Fago. Yeah. <laughs> the walk was just miserable. Oh, yeah. Fucking miserable. We uh, we get to the car, and she turns the car on, but her car is the kind that if it's not moving, yeah. it won't heat up. So we're just driving back, like, shivering, but then eventually it's a little bit better. And then, obviously, getting back to my dorm, jumping in the shower with all of my clothes on, and seeing the puddle of brown from Diet Root Beer just develop. Yep. <laughs> um, it was... The reason why... And that sticks out of my mind, too, is because that was about 10 years ago. If, if you actually uh, check... I don't know if it was on my Twitter or the Juggler Judgment 1, but I did make a post about it. Yeah. Uh, it was over the course of a couple, uh, a couple tweets. The only other one that really uh, stands out for me, um, and this this is a little bit more emotional for me, was uh, when we went to the Happy Days tour, which was um, the following May uh, in 2010. Um, we uh, we bought tickets for that. Um, same me and the, this girl, um, same person. We just went. Um, I was already home for from school at the time because uh, semester ended. Uh, beginning of the month so what i what we had done was i spent the night over at her place she lived at the same uh she lived in the same town that my college was so i drove from my town to my college town spent the night there and then we drove to the show she painted my face up it's the last time i've ever got my face painted actually oh um and i was painted like uh wraith era violent j um Happy Days Tour had Necro performing um, at the very beginning. We didn't even realize somebody was playing because they had him playing while they were still letting people in. Oh. Uh, this was at um, uh outdoor venue in the Strip District. Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, uh, it's outside of my knowledge. Yeah, it's, it's basically like a big-ass parking lot. But Oh, like the, at the wharf? Uh, I don't think so. Like by where Club Zoo was and shit? No, not there. Okay. If I looked it up, I'm, I'm sure I'd find it out, but I can't quite remember. But um, Necro, Kitty, uh, uh, Coolio. Yeah, I remember this one. Belisha Dead Homie was a surprise appearance. Oh, shit. Mikey Clark had a like booth in the middle of the crowd and would show up in between sets and nice. do like cuts and whatnot. Cottonmouth Kings and ICP. Hell yeah. To this day, that is one of the most fun shows I ever had. Um, and actually, me and that girl started dating uh, at that show. Technically, it was like four in the morning after the fact, but we <laughs> we considered the show to be when we started dating. It's just a really like fun experience, and thinking about the Fago Armageddon, we were fairly close to the front, yeah. and there was just a very nice hug at the time. Yeah. Like Fago Rain, like yeah. all around me and we're just like it's uh it's that that's a really fun experience. And it's not to say that any shows that I haven't had that I haven't been to since, like haven't had, you know, great memories or crazy stories as well, but those are just the ones that definitely stick out to me. So, yeah. That might have been a little bit longer, but 
Fuck it. Oh, well, yeah. Shit. All right, up next, we got an email from our homie, Chris, across the pond, our boy. Here we go. (laughs) Love this. And this is a fucking long one, y'all, so. He says, strap him. Sup, guys? It's your homie Chris from across the pond. Yeah, our homie Chris. I didn't even read it. We just said that. You just said that, Chris. You don't have to reiterate it. Jesus. (laughs) In honor of your upcoming Wraith episode, I wanted to share my Juggalo story, too. So as a 40-year-old man, I grew up at a time where streaming was non-existent, and the internet was merely a plaything of the privileged. For sure. I loved music growing up, and a lot of time was spent in my local independent record store, waxing lyrical with the rock guy behind the counter. I was massively into hip-hop at the time, and he was always trying to get me to go to rock shows with him. He was locally known as a DJ at rock nights, so would always get free tickets to promote his giveaways, etc. I eventually relented when he told me that he had scored tickets to see a group called Insane Clown Posse at Sheffield University. This would have been in 1998, so I think it may have been their first European tour over here. Fact check. Uh, that sounds about it. Don't look it up, it's fine. <laughs> I want it off the dome. <laughs> I went along. I mean, Maleko was... dropped the 98, so it's very possible. I went along and was totally mesmerized by the sheer spectacle of it all. He spelled it right, I just needed to do the the sound quality of the show wasn't great, but being part of a Fago bath instigated by two hulking painted up dudes with dreadlocks left me intrigued enough to hunt their music out. <laughs> Hell yeah. I forgot about that line. A massive problem is that most of their stuff was only available on import from bigger chain stores that would generally overcharge. Yeah. However, Malenko and Riddlebox were readily available, and I ate both of them up. For me, ICP were never about lyrical dexterity, but their sense of storytelling, type production, and theatrics just grabbed me. Through them, I also got massively into new metal, to the point that I kind of left them behind in favor of bands like Korn, Deftones, and Faith No More. I want to jump back real quick, because um, I forgot about something that uh, ICP that uh, Jay brings up in that whole speech that he gives, where he like he's like dissing on Korn and stuff, and talking about, like, we're talking about these problems, like, not the problems they're talking about, like, I'm sorry, have you listened to, like, what Korn <laughs> is talking about, you fucker? Oh, and, and the other line of, like, you know, that... That music, you know, where you're just angry, like, not angry, like, I want to break stuff. <laughs> like, I want to cut your fucking head off. Corey was in that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, geez, he does say he wants to take a chainsaw and skin your ass raw. It's true. Okay, anyways. Anyway, go. this was until a friend of mine played me ICP's cover of Let's Go All the Way in an effort to mock it, but I loved it. <laughs> well, it wasn't the I will say, I think that their version of Let's Go All the Way is better than Sly Fox's version. It's got a good, uh, it's got a good punch to it. So anyways. Well, it wasn't the ICP I knew. It reinvigorated my interest in them enough to buy Bizarre Bizarre the next day. To cut a long story short, I continued to catch whatever nuggets I could while on a limited income until a friend bought me The Wraith. As an album, I was so satisfied by it in the conclusion to the original Joker's cards. I, wa- I wasn't heavily religious at the time, now a born-again Christian, but given the stories told on previous albums, the ending made so much sense, coupled with the incredibly tight production the sense of positivity throughout. Hmm. Yeah, I- I've always said, I don't. I- people who were blindsided by The Wraith, I don't get it. <laughs> but alright. Coming back to the present day, I now own a good many ICP albums from Carnival of Carnage onwards, and like them all for differing reasons. To me, ICP isn't about regrettable things said 20 years ago, but about the positive experiences I had with them growing up. I know that if I've had a crap day on the ward or I'm feeling low, I can throw on Riddlebox or Jekyll Brothers and be swept away to happier times that lift my mood. Furthermore, I've been introduced to some amazing artists like Twisted Blaze, ABK, Ouija Mac, Light, Gmo, etc., who showcase great lyrical ability and character. I can never hate on ICP because of what they've done for me and how I've grown with them. 
Guys, I love your show. Please keep doing what you're doing. Thank you for the journey so far. Um, he had, well, I'm just, just going to summarize yeah, skip, this book. Yeah, skip down. But, yeah. Then, down to the bottom. Also, a supplemental question to the legend that is Shmeev. <laughs> Having listened to a ton of good, that good Juggalo flavor, do you identify more as a Juggalo now than when you started the podcast? The much clown love my dudes. Whoop whoop. The homie Chris. Thank you so much for sending all that in, man. This, this was a long email, and it was so, so fun to read. Hell yeah, man. Legit. Like, like, and I didn't even see it at first. Most of these times, whenever the emails have come in, like I'd be like, oh, cool. But then you were like, the homie Chris said something. I was like, what? <laughs> Coming through in the clutch. <laughs> yeah, I, I loved reading this one. Um, it's it's very interesting to see like the 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 shift um, of what you listen to again. Like you said, like okay, ninety eight, you started getting into it, but then you switched to some more of the new metal stuff. But then like bizarre bizarre came out, you know, and finding out about that, then you checked them out, like. That's really cool. I mean, it's also just interesting to hear from the perspective of somebody who's not able to, like, readily acquire oh, all yes, that stuff. Like, like, it's not something I think about all the time. I mean, like, I think about it whenever I want to get, you know, some weird-ass album, and I'm like, I'll wait till a con and hope that there's a booth. Right. <laughs> but, like, like now thinking about ICP, I feel like, like, I always imagine it was just readily available as, like, an Iron Maiden would be. Like, they're from across the pond, and they, I can get all their stuff here. It's right. just, like, weird to think about, like... I always just imagine the markets as more merged than I suppose they actually are. Right, right, right. Well, maybe they are now, but yeah, like, at the time. But, you know, it is cool, and th that is one of the things, too. Like, I can see it, uh, he said on here, like, being introduced to the other artists. I liked ICP first, and because of that, it's expanded the other, like, artists that I've gotten an interest in. I originally didn't care for Twisted, you know? But hearing them appear constantly on ICP stuff made me decide, like, okay, well, maybe I should actually, like, get into more of their music. And I did, and I love it, you know? And that's how, like, you know, and then because of Twisted, like, oh, Blaze is, you know, closely knit to them, so okay, there's Blaze, hmm. you know? Oh, because of the first Blaze album has ABK so much, well, I gotta check out ABK. So, it's, I can see, like, having that, like, cosign or whatever mm -hmm. is going to do so much as far as, like, hearing other people and then garnering that interest. Yeah. Like, when you think about, like, you said, like, the new metal people, like, Korn. Who are Korn, like, heavily working with or, or right. like, around? You know, that's why people got into Deftones. That's why people yep. got into Limp Bizkit. Like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's very interesting how, like, that's a trickle-down effect of, yep. like, what you're able to listen to, which is also terrible because I have no fucking time to listen to every goddamn thing that comes out. No, I feel that. But Shmeave, are you more of a juggalo now than when you started this podcast? Nah. I didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I, as soon as I saw that question, I was like, he's gonna say no. But To, to break it down more, um, <laughs> I, I've been a big fan of a lot of bands uh, th through these times and stuff. I was a big fan of Coheed and Cambria for a very long time. Like, Sometimes I would, we make mistakes. <laughs> I bought the shit out of everything that came out from them, like, immediately. Like, whenever I found it. Like, I was, I think, uh... The second Good Apollo album album came out, and I was like, the day of, I was like, Best Buy, let's go, family reunion, or no, no, actually, that was my graduation party, holy shit. It was like graduation and birthday party, it was when I turned 21 and then got trashed and had to go work the next day. 
It's terrible. <laughs> but I got that album out of it. It was sick. Yeah. And like, you know, people of pe- people in the Kogi and Cambria fandom at sometimes would refer to themselves as quote unquote children of the fence. And I was like, I have never oh. looked at a, a name for like a fandom and been like, yeah, that's me. I've just never been big on identifying a, a, with that kind of stuff. Like, I'm just like, like, I just really like the band. <laughs> I just really like, like, like the Jimmy music Buffett and, stuff. and the par- Parrot Heads yeah. or whatever. Yeah, it's, and that's why, like, I think that there's people who look at that and they're just like, it's almost like comical at times. To have, like, a name yeah. for, for that, like, are you a member of the Cold Army? <laughs> <laughs> Are you a Scooty? <laughs> <laughs> but like, but yeah, I've, I've never. And, had, and like, it's also too like it's got to be a cool name that <laughs> yeah. you want to like. Because I'm not gonna lie, Juggalo. It works. Is a right, but at the same time, it's a weird word to just say in normal conversation. Yeah, that a lot of times I don't even say the word unless I'm like rapping along to one of the songs and Juggalo just comes up. Right, I just it's a silly fucking word, <laughs> but yeah, like. That kind of dedication to say, like, no, I identify as that, like, yeah. fucking, like, whatever. But there is a level of, like, self, like, I don't know if it was, like, a self-diss or whatever. <laughs> but, like, when you're that much of a fucking dork to say that you're, like, part of that, it's like saying you're a wrestling fan nowadays, like, eh, yeah. you know, whatever. But no, like, um, <laughs> with, with the Juggalo thing specifically, I mean... I just never had like a like a big connection to like a you know a, a juggalo community so to speak. Like I got my homie right here, and, yeah. and that's about it as far. Like I know a couple other uh, people who have been or maybe still are big fans of ICP, but not a whole lot. It also- it's, it's never been like it, it's not like a big part of my life. Like yes, this is a thing that I do every other week, but at the same time, it's. You know, I'm here for the fun of it and listening to some music and stuff. I'm not... I've, I've seen them twice. They were pretty good. They were good good concerts and really interesting shows, and I had, I had a blast at them. But, I mean, uh, if if I was to have a choice between, like, go see an ICP show or go catch the Proto Men at MAGFest again, I'd go catch the Proto Men at MAGFest right. again. <laughs> and that's the thing, too, is, like, the, the identification thing of it is, you know... It, it, when you have the people who are the more hardcore fans, it's not like readily acceptable for just a casual listener to say like, "You grab Malenko, I'm a juggalo now." <laughs> you can't, you can't do that. I get mad at that. Like, no, shut the fuck up. It's not the goddamn dating game. Shut the fuck up, you assholes. What if they've been to no. a gathering though? No. Doesn't count. I'm still more juggalo. <laughs> but that's the thing. It, it is It is something that, like, there is a certain level of, like, music is just so, like, it's so broad, and it should not be something that is exclusive to, you know, one person or anything like that, you know? If somebody listens to it and they, like, genuinely feel, like, it actually, like, gives them some kind of emotional attachment to something, Mm. that should be enough. Yeah. And that's why, like, you have the people who are the diehard juggalos that, like, they eat, sleep, and breathe the stuff. Yeah. You know? 
I know there's people who are, like, umpteen times more juggalo than me. I don't fucking care. Yeah. Like, I know what I like and what I enjoy and what I listen to. And I think that I'm at that level that, yeah, I'll fucking say that I'm a juggalo. I said I was a juggalo in 2008 when I'd only been listening for two years. <laughs> but I had been eating everything up for it. Yeah. I had a, it's clearly borne out to, like, yeah, that's... that's. <laughs> I had a friend, a friend, one of the people who kind of got me into the music. Okay? Tell me, you'll grow out of it. Bruh. Fuck. That was almost half my life ago. Mm. And I'm like, no, like at this point, like I can't, I can't just like immediately stop and be like, no, I'm not listening to juggalo music anymore. Yeah. So the identification thing, like obviously again, you're a quote unquote casual listener because we're doing this show. Okay. <laughs> you're not looking up online like, oh fuck, when's, when's the fifth Joker's card of the second deck coming out? <laughs> I need this. Then there's me like, motherfuckers, just give me some info. Like, <laughs> So, I, I, that's the thing. When, as soon as Chris sent that, that question, I was like, he's going to say no. <laughs> but I can't yeah, wait I mean, for it. I appreciate it. <laughs> so, yeah. It was... But yeah. I mean, you, you gave me a thing to think about for a minute. I mean, I depended, <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't like a thi- Like, immediately I was like, no. And then I thought about it and I was like, but let's think about, like, uh, you know, what's my reasoning here? <laughs> it, it's, I think that it comes with a, a level of appreciation. Yeah, and, I mean, and like, respect for what's been that, presented, and I feel like, um, in, in some way, if you're if you're going to to, to give yourself like a label of that sort, um, it, don't it take usually, one that has gang affiliation. Well, no, not that. <laughs> but it, it usually comes with uh, like an, an amount of feeling sort of beholden to them in some way, like. Okay. You know, for a lot of people, ICP may have come around at a time whenever they just didn't have a thing to turn to as an outlet for stuff. And that's what it was for them. So in that way, they feel like it did something so much for them that they owe something to them for it. And that's the dedication. And that's that's the dedication of it. Uh, I I don't have that much of a connection in that way, and I'm just kind of like... I appreciate them for for what what they are and some stuff and some of the cool stuff they do and I'm like all right cool that's ICP very, that's very valid I dig that yeah so you covered two of them I will also cover two of them. okay <laughs> you just you just fucking trucked right along into that second email I was like I guess I'm not reading anything I just like reading <laughs> I mean if you want to read this one go ahead oh if you if you're okay with it yeah, go ahead I enjoy reading yeah go ahead this is from Caden. I love the show. I have a few questions. First, one of you seem to be some type of LGBT going by the talking points. As an ICP fan, has this ever resulted in getting shit from a fellow juggalo, or are they mostly good about it? Uh, there's a couple other questions. So we'll just, we'll we can roll through each. them all, all at once and then just go back. I, I want to answer each one as we go. Okay. okay. So, um, okay, so it's been expressed. I am a straight male. Uh-huh. Um, so... The fact is, is any talking points that come about um, on, like, songs that I've known for a while, um, I may have not known to be problematic towards LGBTQ um, until us doing this show. Uh, And that is because uh, the issues presented are, uh, I'm very blind to them. I don't always see these problems. Um, However, I have very close ties to people who do identify uh, and 
having that brought up to me is why I kind of take a step back and be like, okay, maybe this is why this is a problem. Yeah. Um, would you, would you like to expand on this? Please? So, uh, it's me. I'm the LGBT one. <laughs> I'm the B. <laughs> <laughs> the bad bitch. <laughs> exactly. I actually have a little pin. It's a B. Oh, really? Yeah, I have a sticker of it over there, too, somewhere. It's oh. not on the wall, but it's, like, behind some of that stuff. Okay. Anyway, um... But yeah, um... It's, you basically said all of it. I mean, like, it, a lot of it's still just... Even... Even having come out, like, it was only, like, a year or two ago or something like that, being, like, publicly doing that, but, like, growing up and stuff, it wasn't... It's not a thing that I ever thought about, really, mm-hmm. you know? It was just, like... And then, like, at some point, I was like, well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> and, you know, I was just kind of like, at some point, when it, after I moved out of my house, I was just like, well, now I just don't care anymore. I'll just say whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> and, like, but uh, because I'm not, again, I'm, I'm not really connected in any kind of juggalo community, besides from this guy, who I've received uh, countless amounts of abuse from. Yeah. Uh, whenever we went to see ICP live and stuff, he took a full two liter and just cracked me upside the head, mm-hmm. called me a Hispanic slur, which I did not even see where that came from. Uh, it's, I think he was just very confused about his slurs and just, but yeah. I uh, just hear the word once and I want to use it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I haven't, you know, because again, I don't. I'm not, I'm not, like, big in that, and, like, one of the other people that I know who is big into ICP, also LGBT. You know, who knew? And, and I don't, I don't know if he's had any problem. He's pretty chill. But, I mean, like, it's, it's always gonna be kind of a, uh, it, you're always gonna have to just kind of take it on a, on a case-by-case thing, because, it, you know, there's bigots in literally every community, mm-hmm. Uh, they might be concentrated more in certain ones, but I mean, no matter where you go, uh, there's always like a possibility of somebody just being a fucking piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like they exist in the world, so they exist in these communities. Like, it's just kind of the way that it is. That's just the spread of these people. So and we, that's life. So we have, uh, you know, I just thought of something. We yes. do have one instance. Oh, what? Um, of there oh. being something problematic uh, directed towards us. Oh, shit. Um, I missed it. No, you're aware of it. If I, if I go on, just let me go on. Okay, go ahead. Um, so a while back, a very long while, this is probably about midway through uh, our time doing this, uh, this show, um, we received a, um, a follow from someone on Instagram, and uh, they actually, like... <laughs> Like shared one of our posts or something and was like, yeah, follow, oh, that, okay, follow, well, not, not follow a direct. No, no, no. So they were like, follow, follow these guys, and I was like, oh, super cool. Like we got a fan, and they actually like posted us on their on their thing. <laughs> so I went on their on their page and scrolled down, and they had a number of um uh, anti uh, trans uh, posts, and I was like. Because at first I sent you the post, I was like, hey, these guys shouted us out, cool. Mm-hmm. And then I scrolled down more and I was like, oh, yikes no. hard on that one. So uh, a few days later, we um, we sat down and we made a video. Um, it is currently our pinned tweet. Yeah. It's our pinned tweet on, uh, on our Twitter page. Um, basically saying that, listen, we are. We're, we're juggalo judgment because of this, like, the music that we're talking about. That said, if you 
if you have any, like, negative shit that you're going to say about any group of people that are not, like, hate groups, like, if you're talking shit about LGBTQ or, you know, we're, not, we're against racism, all that shit, if you're spewing that, like, fuck off. And somebody responded, like, we're not judgmental until, you know, judging blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, that it was it was fucking stupid. And they were literally digging themselves into a hole. I wasn't even paying attention to most of it at the time. It was all you, man. Oh, yeah, I was. But they were they were trying so hard to make it seem like we were being hypocritical. And they were digging themselves into a hole. And then at the end of it, they were like, oh, respectfully disagree. Like, no, fuck you. You're actually not being a respectful disagreement in this. Like, you're literally just trying to make us seem like we dislike people for the sake of disliking them. Yeah. There is a certain level of respect for a person for being a person, but if you are just only going to spew hatred towards a person or group of people, Okay. We don't want you for here. for no reason whatsoever. I don't want that negativity. You're you're so like what I sent to them. Uh, like in, I, I just looked Tolerant, up, I looked tolerance. up a picture of it. It's the paradox of tolerance. Yeah. And what it what it is? Let me just break this down for, for it. it. If we have a community of people in here, and we allow in people who have exclusionary views towards others, that puts those people in our community in danger from them. It puts them, it, it exposes them to somebody spouting hate at them, and we do not want, we're, we're not going to have that. Like, we don't want you around if you're going to be exclusionary of, of people who ain't doing shit. Mm-hmm. Which is why the paradox of tolerance, what it is, is you tolerate people except the intolerant. <laughs> like, and that's why it's a paradox, because technically it's like, oh, you're intolerant of people. Yeah. yeah fuck you. It's, it, it is <laughs> you a, understand the meaning, don't be a fucking dipshit. Yeah, it's, it's when you're <laughs> trying, when you're just trying to create the conflict of that, it's, it's because you're just trying to get a rise out of, out of somebody, and it's just worthless and a waste of time. Yeah. So, that's the thing. That's the only thing that we've had, and it wasn't directly because of the initial person. No. It was our response to that. And th- it's not like that person said something to us. Like, it's not like that person sent me a message and called me or Steve a derogatory name or anything like that. No. We just said... I was just annoyed people- at their, you know, statement on it, just being like, well, you're, you're being exclusionary. Right. Like, I don't it's, care. It's just <laughs> the fact that we felt, and we thought that we were already clear about it on, on episodes, but we just wanted to make a, make a statement known that, like, because there are people who have those views. We know they exist. At this point, change those views. There's no reason to have them, especially not in this day and age. Yeah, no. Okay? Get fucking educated. Don't be an asshole. All right? If you're going to continue having that that viewpoint, I'm just... I'll, I'll fucking ignore you. Because there's it's it's a waste of my time and energy. Okay? You don't have to, you know, follow me directly on Twitter or anything. And I don't post, like, overly political things or or whatever. Some people do, you know. It's whatever. Like, that's that's just our viewpoints. So that was the only real thing that we ever, quote-unquote, got shit for. And it wasn't even somebody directly saying something to us. It was somebody saying a 
response of something. It's just, yeah. it was fucking dumb and unnecessary. But more or less, to, to answer it, no, I don't get a lot of shit. I mean, I just bought this Be Gay Do Crime shirt, and I haven't had a chance to wear it to an ICP shirt, so. Yeah. To an ICP show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, it should be stressed. I, I found it, um, it's, it's a little bit, uh, it's kind of interesting nowadays to see how many people within the Juggalo community are more, um, open about, um, you know, if they're, uh, gay or bisexual or something. Yeah. Um, I feel like in the nineties or something that may not have been the case. Um, but yeah, I know it's been a rougher people, time to, to do that. Yeah. yeah. But I, but I've seen so many people within the community online that are proud to, to, you know, represent that and, and show, you know, what they identify with. And that's fine. That's, that's good. That's awesome. That's hella good. Because that's just helping to, A, show the acceptance of what Juggalo is supposed to be. Yeah, and promote it. <laughs> exactly. So, that's the thing. I, I, I can't I can't stress anymore, like, that that's just a very positive thing. So, there shouldn't be any, any negative uh, feelings towards that. Moving on. Moving on. Secondly, out of all the non-ICP or psychopathic or magic ninja groups, what would you recommend to listen to? We kind of talked about this. Uh, is that is, is, does, does that mean like just any bands that's not them? Any is that, bands. Is that what that was? Yeah. Okay. Which we pretty um, much talked about. Yeah, go listen to the Proto Men and Mega Ran. That's that's my recommendations right now. The Proto Men fucking rock. Listen to butt rock. <laughs> <laughs> listen to all of the butt rock. Um... Pick up Act 2, Father of Death. It's great. Um, go listen to Whitney Payton. Uh, at the time of this uh, this release, she'll already have her uh, new album drop. She is the first female artist to drop on Suburban Noise Records, which is super fucking cool. Um, I believe at this point she will have already followed me on Instagram because I paid $100 to get a bunch of shit, and one of the things <laughs> gets an Instagram follow. Nice. <laughs> she also liked one of my pictures on Instagram already because I commented on one of her pics. It was nifty. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I listen to a bunch of shit, y'all. Just just go and fucking... You got a Spotify playlist somewhere? I don't, because I only listen to Spotify um, for the podcasts. Oh, okay. The fact is, is uh, I listen to YouTube music. If yeah. I... If I'm listening to something on YouTube Music, it's typically something that I haven't bought yet. Um, so there aren't any bands that like I just really want to like go and and take a, a deep dive. Um, go listen to Hollywood Undead. Yeah. They're they're pretty cool. I like their style of music. Listen to uh, listen to Samus uh, Pieces in Space. Yeah. Great album. Go listen to go listen to Insane E. He also goes by Insane Eric. He's he's a localish dude who uh, actually does a lot of the uh, graphic design for Magic Ninja Entertainment. Nice. He's 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 a very nice guy. Anytime I've met him, it shows he's very very cool. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. I mean, yeah. I, I I listen to so much shit, y'all. Like, <laughs> you're better off just asking me like, hey, what are you listening to right now? And if it's not Psychopathic or Magic Ninja, I will tell you exactly what I'm listening to at the yeah. time. A- any bands that we mentioned throughout this entire episode, just go yeah, go check, go check them out. Check that shit out. Uh, third, kind of obvious, but simply, what's your favorite song from each album, words from each album, for the albums you reviewed? Also, favorite flavor of Fago, and preferred non-Fago soda slash soft drink. Let's work backwards. What's our favorite fav- flavor of Fago? Oh, man, that's rough. I do enjoy the Red Pop. Cotton Candy is also up there. Between those two. 
I, um, if I can get it more often, Rock and Rye tends to be uh, one of my uh, heavily preferreds. Um, Moon Mist is also just a very easy stable to go with, um, but that's because I was fucking raised on Mountain Dew, so <laughs> I am okay with those. Uh, preferred non Fago soda slash soft drink, Dr. Pepper. You can, you can just, Dr. Pepper's my shit. Um, or, uh, or either Code Red or uh, Mountain Dew Voltage. You will, Dr. You will Pepper make... is a very good one. Uh, Dr. Pepper and Sprite are like two things that I, I will swap between. Have you tried the Sprite at McDonald's? No. The Tropic Berry Mix? Nah. It is delightful. Damn. Like the next time you go, just get that as your drink. And oh my god, I loved it. I fucking loved it. Right on. Um, okay, so th- the other one... Uh, Favorite song from each album, worst from each album. I am going to do. I don't know about. I'm going to do the that. Joker's cards. I cannot get that, everything. Okay, all right, that's fine. <laughs> we'll do that. We'll do that because we can't do every song that we've touched. But I'm, like, I'm kind of trying to rush this along because I do have something to do. This is going way fucking long. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. All right, so let's go with. Oh shit! I'm fucking knocking shit over. Uh, Carnival of Car Carnage. Uh, it's it's the Juggler. Uh, yeah, I do think the Juggler was good. Oh, you know what taste is good though. Taste is real. Ooh, that's taste rough. is good. Anyway, the worst one is black in your eyes. Uh, yeah, or Ghetto Freak Show. Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Oh, Redneck Hose on that though too. The Love Ringmaster. Her. Bugs on my nuts. <laughs> 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 We've talked about this. That's that one. Uh, that one just oh, it's this my is tough. Oh, oh no. So yeah, uh, wait. Oh, I forgot Southwest Song is on this Ooh, one. Oh, it is on there. Oh, Chicken Hutton or Southwest Song. Both of those are really great. Um, and then like oh, Wagon Wagon too. Holy shit, this album fucking rules. <laughs> That's how they sold sixty k. Uh, okay, so for me, favorite one is Bugs on My Nuts, and the worst one is either the Dead One or Love Song. Yeah, the Dead One's pretty bad. I, I mentioned all the ones that I like on it. Like, there's so much good stuff on here. I cannot call a favorite. <laughs> to be completely fair, we do mention on every episode what our top three are. Yeah, but still. <laughs> Holy shit. All right. I uh, forgot Ringmaster's a good fucking album. Ringmaster's pretty darn good. Riddle Box, though. All right. Nothing. It's all terrible. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. My favorites. Um, okay. So it's going to be a tie between two songs. And Headless Boogie. Oh, you do like Headless Boogie. Um, oh shit. Fucking I forgot I'm coming home is on the Oh, I'm coming home is a really Uh it's got three super fucking good ones. I don't know if I can pick. The old Evil Eye is probably one of yours. Old Evil Eye, Joker's Wild and Toy Box. So all those. Uh but worst one Do I say it? Do I continue this? The worst one is the chicken hunt and slaughterhouse mix. That's a lie. <laughs> what, what's what's what's? I, don't, I think Cemetery Girl is also probably one of my not so much whatever ones. Twelve was cool. Twelve was good. Uh, a dead body. A dead body man. Is dead there. body man. <laughs> I was like, do I continue with this joke? Like, I don't hate it. I just don't think it's all that great. <laughs> I think Cemetery Girl is probably one that I didn't care for too yeah. much. Uh, so yeah, that'd probably be my worst one. Here we fucking go. God damn it. Great do we, Malenko. Do we have to? Shit. Uh, like Southwest Voodoo, Hocus Pocus, Piggy Pie, guys, it's, it's all good. It's all fucking good. And I said if we had to get rid of anything, um, what did I? Call, I think I called House of Horrors for something that I would get rid of. If that might have been rid it. of anything. Yeah, that might have been it. Um, it's all good. It's it's all good. Yeah. It's a ba- front to back great fucking album. It's really. You know what? I will say. Okay, if I had to pick like a song 
Because this is this is the album. We've said this. This is the album that is. You could get a, a hit with almost any of them, or yes. like a go-to song. Hocus Pocus or or uh, Halls of Illusions. <laughs> but I was like that, and Halls of Illusions. I think are the ones that will like get the gist of ICP the best. Okay. Worst one. <sighs> okay. Hear me out on this. Go ahead. How many times? That's fair. Only yeah. because it's very think, long and I slow. I think that was my secondary for to Halls of Illusion. I think, Which I think is how many times the, in Halls of Illusion I can get rid of on that. Oh, I love Halls of Illusion. It's, it's alright. Um, okay. Uh, Jungle Brothers. Amazing Jungle Brothers. We should also, theoretically, we should also do Bizarre Bizarre because they're full length. Yeah, yeah, I'm cool with that. Um, okay. Uh, oh, bitches. F- God damn it, Steve. Every fucking time. Probably I want my shit if I was going to go with, like, best best, uh, is I want my shit. For me. Yeah. Uh, there, there, there is uh, also some good album. stuff on here. Matt Professor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if I was going to get rid of anything, uh, probably I stab people. I would, well, you know what, I was just going to say I'd get rid of Shaggy Show, but that, or I stab people might be the one. Uh, I will, oh, my favorite, fuck. Uh... Shit. Uh, probably... God damn it. I throw a fucking dart at a board and I'm fine with it, honestly. We'll say Everybody Rises is pretty good. I'll go with that one. I'm probably, like, gonna regret that choice. Because I feel like I don't listen to it enough. But you know what? Fuck it. Alright, uh... Bizarre. This is with two A's. Yeah, um... Tilt to Whirl. Really good. I know. And uh, uh, I'd probably drop my homie baby mama. I would. Don't drop her. Damn. Uh, you wouldn't drop still stabbing? I mean, I'd, I'd consider it. I think, it. I think it was better than I stab people, as I recall. That's true. Um, I would. Oh, it's either Tilt War or Take Me Away. Take Me Away is really good, too. Um, I would probably. I'd probably drop still stabbing. Me. That's Fair. that's the thing with the worst one. Then bizarre. Uh, bizarre. Uh, let's go all the way. I mean, it's it's fucking great. Oh fuck! But it's also got my axe. I love yeah. that fucking song. But we both drop if. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we got that one together. That one was easy. Um. So yeah, that's out of all the LPs that ICP have done. I think that's that's very valid. Okay, uh, let's move on. Uh, finally, what what as if the pre-Wraith era, as of the pre-Wraith era, what would be your overall opinion of ICP, same with Twisted and the like? We kind of covered that in the in the big discussion. Like, yeah, I mean, we we are like very surprised at you know what they've been able to accomplish. Um, you know, but they, I'm impressed with them. I have yeah. my issues with them mm-hmm. uh, from time to time. I feel like. Uh, I've said it before. I, I feel like at times they they are very on point with stuff, and they do do some some really good tracks that show like some some understanding of like real problems and stuff. And and then at other times they can't stop tripping over their big dumb fucking clown shoes. That is totally true. Um, and as far as you said, twisted and the like. Well, in reality, we've only ever we've only talked about. Some twisted stuff, Not a whole lot of twisted Blaze and Rise, whatever. I've, I've said it's a lot still... about Twisted in the past about how I feel like they're very right. good at saying a lot of nothing, but sometimes they can say something and they're good at it. It's also still a little bit early, um, to be completely honest. We might do a Twisted discussion, but in a very long time. 
Um, and that'll just be because of things that happen. Yeah. Um, love the show and hope you managed to make it through it all. Uh, P.S. Graveyard Guy, Poppy, and Dorian Electra all seem like projects you guys may like. So I've heard of Poppy, and I'm aware that Poppy just released a record this past week Hmm. as a recording that some people are calling potential new metal. Oh, shit. Well. Uh, I do know that she did a theme for a recent NXT TakeOver. Oh, damn. So it is very possible that this might be something to look into. Yeah. Uh, I've never heard of, I've never heard of Graveyard Guy or Dorian Electra, so I am, uh, I am intrigued. I will do a quick Google search when I have some free time and, and see. As far as Poppy, the closest thing I know about Poppy is the video where- Hi, I'm Poppy. I'm Poppy. Yeah. I'm Poppy. Classic. I'm Poppy. Um- but yeah, if that new album is is really as quote unquote new metalish as some people are saying, uh, I'll definitely look into it. Um, but uh, yeah, Graveyard Guy and Dorian Electra, never heard of them, I'll, but I'll, I'll take I'll, a look. Yeah, I'm okay with that. And you know what? That was that was all the messages we got. That's and what we got. We that, were, it covered a lot of shit. <laughs> we were yeah, we were we got grateful for every one of them. <laughs> We thank you guys so much so thank for you. sending those in for us. We really appreciate it. Uh, thank you all for listening. Yes. Um, Y'all got just, about almost three hours worth of <laughs> stuff to listen to. Yeah, thank you for, for hitting us up for all this stuff. Like We appreciate we appreciate hearing from people all the time. Like, yes. It is really nice to like just be able to chat with people. So, so it was cool that we had a call to arms for this specific episode, but you don't have to just send us episodes when, or uh, questions or emails when we ask. You can send them to us on a whim. Yeah, we like getting we have, that. We have many avenues from which you can. Yeah, uh, it's uh, not just us. it's not just the email juggalojudgment yeah. at gmail.com that you know we got these four emails from. It's also the Twitter at Juggalo Judgment. Yes, it's also the Facebook, which is <laughs> Juggalo Judgment, and there's even the Instagram at Juggalo Judgment. It gets updated every now and then. I've been talking to a fan on there, which <laughs> it's really sad when this fan is like. More, just a, a little over half my age. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shout out to uh, Stank Biscuits. Uh, you seem super cool. Um, apparently, their dad listened to Juggalo music, and that's how they got into them. So uh, I hope your dad also listens, because I want to know his opinion on stuff too. But you seem totally dope. Yes, You're shit. a cool person. Right on. Um, next episode, the culmination of 10 years of hard work. Yes. It actually arrives, so uh, in two weeks, we will talk about the Wraith. Shangri-La. And then, because you didn't say it, you can also reach us individually if you oh, want to. Yeah, you can. At Shmeev. And at Mike Spawn, the SEJ. With all that said, it is finally time, and this might be the first time that both of us do this. You know what? Everybody at home. I'm gonna do it. Finish your fagos. Go, 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 go,